Doom City win their first silverware ever. The Knights go out of two cups in one week. Brand searches for under-20 water polo players. And we preview the title decider of Avondale versus Heidelberg. Ladies and gentlemen, it's episode 27 of the Semi-Pro Potty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 27 of the Semi-Pro Potty. I am your host this week, every week, but not for many more weeks, Branson, actually, now that I think of it. William Chambers, Branson Gibson, my best friend, to my left. Cheers. Cheers. How are you, Will? Very good. Very good indeed. How you doing? I feel suitably refreshed after this weekend of football because... There was a little bit less going on in Victoria, but there were some big weighty games over the last week. It's probably the most sort of decisive week of Victorian football that we've had in our short career. Oh yeah, it would have to be right up there. And I did enjoy that there were a few less games, so it was sort of a little bit easier to be more across more of the games. Yeah, because normally what happens is, you know, we watch, we, we go to a couple of games, we watch the sort of streams of some others. Yep. But there's definitely two games a week, I reckon, where we're like, you know what, I can't really be bothered. Well, why well, and timing, you know, it doesn't help sometimes with a fixture when you've got four games on at the same time. It makes it tricky to watch all of them. It does, but before we get into the games, before we jump into too much of the detail, let's get into the devil. And Ooh. the devil is Kitbag. Why is it the devil? Don't know, actually. It's, it's a not. It's, it's, segue. it's not the devil. It's actually the best thing in the world. It's Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, it's probably not the best thing in the world. Uh, it's up, it's there. up there. Now, mate, what have you got on? Uh, well, I am wearing a World Cup kit from 2018. Russia kit, of course, you know, remembering our days back there. We were there together over a year ago. Scary stuff. Mm. Uh, the kit I'm wearing this week, though, is the... <laughs> Sorry, what was that sound effect by me? Everyone, just so you know, when I did that, I was saying, mm, really loudly, but it definitely came out more like a cow moo. Yeah. And you can't see what my... I wasn't being a cow for that little little <laughs> segment there. Anyway, Branson, for once, yeah. <laughs> for once, Will not being a cow. Anyway, um, that was a little bit harsh. That wasn't meant to sound harsh. Anyway, moving on, back to the kit. I am wearing Belgium's 2018 World Cup kit. Quite a good one. Adidas, all red, which I quite like. And then it's sort of got that throwback look that I think Adidas have been mm. doing at the moment where they sort of hark back to, to older kits from like the 80s and stuff. So it's all red and then it's got, you know, black and yellow sort of diamond patterns on the front it's quite a nice kit i think tenth of a shit sweater like if they had repeated that pattern again and again it would look like a shit sweater but because they've just done it across the band it's like yeah like kind of charmingly retro yeah i quite like it it's a good kit it came out i'm like yep that looks pretty darn good and then i'm like i might just have to get one and turns out i did so i quite like this kit quite like belgium fun footballing nation are they fun i reckon I reckon they've got talent, but ultimately they just do not bake a cake. Well, you know, they've got all the ingredients, but they can't make a super lucky. Yeah, okay, weird one, but, uh, you <laughs> it know. It's really weird. Of all, of all things to make, <laughs> bake a cake, bake a suvlaki. I don't know. Anyway, Could it works. Bake a suvlaki? Well, yeah. Not really. In it theory, would just be like a roast beef I was going to say, in theory, you could bake anything, whether or not mm, it would be good. True. you just put yeah. it in the oven, right? But Belgium... Just in terms of not necessarily being a traditional footballing powerhouse and just sort of taking it to the big boys. I think they are like a powerhouse. Because if you look at the fucking talent they have, like no, on I mean, paper they are one of the better clubs and countries. I mean, countries. I mean, I mean, historically though, you know, like when you think of, 
you know, your big-time footballing nations, you know, Belgium don't necessarily spring to mind, but they're right up there at the moment. I don't really like what they did to the Congo, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> Belgium are terrible. Holding and I think the they got away with it. I thought they got away with it, you know? Did they? Yeah, they, they killed a lot of people, and everyone's like, oh, Belgium, they make chocolates and in Bruges set in Belgium. I'm like, not good enough. Brutal. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, anyway. Do you know what is not terrible? Kit bag, because let's get back on topic here after <laughs> some really weird segues. Brian's wearing a Belgium kit. What are you wearing, mate? I'm wearing a bit of a duo this week. So I think we're at a, a week where we're going to hand out the first bit of um, NPL certainty statements from William Chambers. Yeah. And I'm wearing an Avondale home kit and an Avondale beanie because I think this weekend is the weekend that Avondale are going to cement that top position mm. in the MPL Victoria and finish first past the post. Oof. Big call, big call. Big call, but I'm... Um, yeah, so, so I'm wearing the Avondale kit this year. It's a good... It's a very good kit. Um, It's a Puma kit, and you know I'm, I kind of have a deep hatred for Puma kits. Yeah, yep. But it's done well. What yep. I like about it is... So, MPL jerseys, when they get the iron-on heat transfers, they're really bad, and they peel off really quickly. What I like about this is it's all printed on. It's not going to fade, peel, any of the above. So yep. I'm very happy with it for that. Um, yep. Yeah, look, it's a pretty good kit. And I like on the inside of it, it's got a little Italian flag. Yep, had to move it to the inside. Yep. I believe it was on Fuck the... the NCIP. Well, I think it was on the outside of the jersey last year. And they yep. then had to cover it up in the uh, in the FFA Cup. So Yes. So it's a good kit, but I'm wearing it for very um, selfish reasons about Avondale potentially winning the league indeed indeed could happen well talking about Avondale potentially winning the league that came down to a particular result on the weekend there were a couple of big results on the weekend as well which one uh which one do you want to talk about first mate I think we should jump into the Oakley Heidelberg because it was the only NPL Victoria game on on the weekend yep and the reason why I'm feeling confident about Avondale now is the result of this game so look obviously if you've been listening to the podcast the last couple of weeks you know that Oakley have been on this insane run, and they still are. Yep. But it looked like they were unbeatable running into the end of the season. And Heidelberg, you know, at home? Yes. Was at home? Yep. Yes. Back at the Olympic Village, yeah. Yep. Heidelberg at home, they're pretty good. They know how to get wins. They know how to get wins at home. Um, so this was looking like a gargantuan match. But Branson, you kind of went to this game because it yep. was on a Friday night, which was a hellish night for weather <laughs> yeah it was bloody freezing yep i had the flu i was no way in hell i was gonna go stand in the rain for three odd hours in what was it two degrees it felt like two google did say feels like two Whoa, that's cold yes very freezing uh but it was a good time so well i mean let's talk about the game so it was obviously a nil all result so going into this one you know we were talking about how huge it was in terms of the title race had heidelberg won of course, they would have jumped Avondale and been in outright top. Obviously, I mean, there were no goals to talk about in this one. It was nil all. To be honest, though, I thought Oakley looked the better of the two teams here. For for most of the game, first half, I thought, was, was relatively even. Both teams had a few chances. I thought the second half, though, was really when Oakley sort of stepped it up a notch. They started, uh, they created a lot more chances, and I thought they looked a lot more likely to score. A couple of other things that I noticed from this game as well as as the game went on, I, I kind of thought that Heidelberg looked spent 
in in a way. Like they look, they yeah. look well, interesting because they, they normally they normally it's, it's a given for them. They'll make it through ninety minutes, and they will be strong. Yeah, well, I I, I just thought they looked a little bit a little bit tired. It didn't look it, it looked like they were literally tiring out as mm. as as the half went on. Whereas what was Oakley, the pace of that first half like? Like was it understandable because it was pretty wet that day, so it would be a heavy pitch. Yeah, oh, um, like if Oakley are playing that high sort of pressing, you know, not giving players time on the ball, so you've got to kind of run it around quite a bit or maintaining possession. Was it something that it was a, a game where you would expect players to be tired? Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not really too sure. Like, ask me about the pace. I actually can't remember, but I think in, in a way I didn't notice that it was a particularly slow yeah. game, if that makes sense. So it, it, but you'd know if it was fast. You'd yeah, be like, oh, yeah. yeah oh, normal speed, I would yeah. say. It didn't It didn't seem like the conditions were turning it into, like, you know, just a slugfest, the ball's yeah, not yeah. rolling, heat the ball forward. Uh, in terms of that, though, I just... I think the main talking point from this one was the result. So, like, obviously, it was all on the line for both teams. Heidelberg, a draw, to be honest, doesn't really do them any good because it still sort of hands that... Initiative yes. back to Avondale. And doesn't, the, the, the interesting one, though, it doesn't do them any bad. Like, no, Oakley, their unbeaten run is still going. You know, drawing to Heidelberg away at this stage of the season is a very good result for them. Yep. Heidelberg, again, they didn't lose it. Yep. You know, they haven't lost the league yet. It just, no, it probably no. takes it out of their control. It, well, it definitely does. So, like, it was sort of weird because no matter what happened in this result, whoever wins next week between Heidelberg and Avondale, you would think would win the league. But the downside for Heidelberg from this result is that it means if they now draw against Avondale, things are outside of their control. Yep. So so a draw now benefits Avondale, whereas had Heidelberg won, a draw would have benefited them. So yes. from so from that aspect, I think, you know, it it hurts them a little bit because it now means that they pretty much have to beat Avondale. Yes. So in in, Which in, in regards to that I think that changes the tie this weekend to be very interesting because it means that both teams are going to go for a result here. Yeah, oh, 100%. You know, like, yeah. Like, and I know that that was always going to be the case, but there is probably an element of Avondale now, they can settle for a draw and be kind of okay with it, yep. but they're going to know that Heidelberg are going to be more attacking. Yeah. And so they're going to have to go for the win. Then I don't think I don't think Avondale will be looking at this going, if we keep a clean sheet, we're through here. No, like, no, no, no. I don't yep. think they're going to... I think they will concede, so they've now got to score two goals. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. That's a good point. So I don't think, well, Avondale will be going out there to win the league. This is the biggest game in that club's history. So mm. 10 years ago, they were in like the sixth tier mm. of Victorian football, and they now have a chance, if they win, to clinch the title. And yeah. that would just be, uh, you know, a, a, a stunning result, not necessarily in terms of, of this season, but the progression of that club and their journey into mm. the top flight. So that's going to be big. But then at the same time, Heidelberg have just been a powerhouse for the past couple of years. So I mean, and you do, s- They know how to do it finals time. I, I said it the other way. I think Avondale, if they do win the league, I don't think they'll go too far into the finals because you're right. Heidelberg have been there before. They know what it takes. I think the onus is on Heidelberg in this game now. I think they need to bring their football to the table. And mm. that will play into the hands of Avondale. Because Avondale will turn around and go, we know that we've got to go out and play our football as well. We can't sit back thinking a draw is okay because we know how attacking Heidelberg will be because they can't get the draw. Yeah, and, and, and see, the thing that I think is interesting as well is I think that Avondale, for them, it would be more important for that club to finish on top and win the league. 
simply because they've been on top for so long, you know, and, yep. and, and, and having never done it. And, you know, the grand final, as we've seen in the A-League, as we've seen in footy, any sport that has a grand final, it's not necessarily the best team who wins it. So, Avondale... Look at the A-League last season well, and see it, evidence well, of exactly, that. Yeah. Exactly. So, for Avondale, I think it would be more rewarding for them to finish on top. I think Heidelberg would like to snatch the title, but they would still absolutely back themselves come finals time to still get on the winning result on the grand final. Uh, the other thing that I want to talk about from this game as well is Oakley. Cause, ooh, sorry, pardon me. Oakley, because bloody hell. So, they are now... 13 games unbeaten. They've done a That's clean... That's they, so good. They've done a clean sweep of everyone. They've now un, undefeated, having played every team in the competition in that time frame. Avondale didn't do that. No team's done that this season. And that... I, oh. They've done it with such flair and vigor and, like, belief. This is what I get most out of that Oakley team is that I remember when we were doing the potty and they'd gone five unbeaten and we were starting to go, like, huh... Oakley have gone five unbeaten because they, they had a shocking start of the season. Yeah, yeah. And, and then they were like, five unbeaten. We're like, oh, five unbeaten's actually pretty good. That's yeah, not bad. Yeah. And then and then it got to like seven and eight. And then we just kind of forgot about it for a bit. And then it got to like 12. I think it was the game against Avondale. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we were like, holy shit, they are unbeaten in 12. And it was like, not just unbeaten in 12. It's like 10 wins, two draws. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, I think it's I think it's nine wins, four draws. Yeah. To be to, to be pedantic. So yes, I did make that stat up. Yeah, and also ten and two does not equal thirteen. No, but I was saying when we were talking about ten. Oh, oh no, no, twelve. When oh, 12 put, games, yeah, mean. maybe put Bran in the bin no, for not look, paying too much attention. Maths, it's fine. Um, so anyway, but like the thing is for Oakley, like when we were talking about those twelve wins that they had, they hadn't beat Avondale and they hadn't beat Heidelberg or they hadn't yeah. faced them yet, and now they faced the two top teams and they've still come out intact and it was really interesting because I was at this game and before the game I was actually talking to Chris Taylor the Oakley manager and it was really interesting because you know we were sort of having a little bit of a chat about the game and I asked him I said look mate what changed because like when we look at the teams throughout the year you know a couple of players didn't they but yeah no. but nothing not like a dandy city kind no, of vibe. no yeah. no exactly and, and and it was interesting because uh I said, look, you know, that's what I said. They, they didn't necessarily go in or go all in on the transfer market. They didn't sack their coach. They didn't get rid of players like a Pasco Vale did. Mm. I was like, you know, what sort of changed for them to go, un- oh, sorry, not winning in their first five to unbeat in 13? And he, he said that the confidence for the group was always yeah. there. That it, yeah. was just, it was just a couple of things started sort of falling their way, which you need in football. And then one thing led to another. And there you go, 13... 13 in a row oh, that's unbeaten. What I, that's but... what I see from them. They just play with such confidence and that, it just makes them an absolute joy to watch. They are bolters for team of the season. I know it's going to be very cruel yeah, if Avondale yeah, don't yeah, win it, but it's yeah. like straight up, I think at the awards nights uh, coming up, if Avondale win team of the season, everybody like, yeah, okay, fair cop. But, I mean, Oakley have got to be a shoe-in for that well, if, if not Avondale. Well... I won't get into it at the moment, but a thought I've just had is what Ooh, I reckon. This is dangerous. Well, what I reckon we should do next <laughs> un, week. Un, untrained thoughts yes, on the podcast. Yes, yes. <laughs> is actually compare Avondale's run from the start of the year when they were 10 or 11 unbeaten mm. to Oakley's run. 
yeah. of 13, I mean. Actually, like, compare them side by side. Goals scored, goals allowed. Yeah. Well, 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 wins and sort of, like, compare how good the runs are. Because mm. you go, what was, What do you think? Off the, off the top of your head, what would you say was a more impressive run? Avondale to start the season or Oakley's 13-game on Beaton Street? It's a weird off one. The to- off the top of your you head. Know, I'd say Avondale because I went to more Avondale games. Yeah. Okay. So, and they were scoring goals early on and they were sort of decimating teams. That you know yeah. they were beating teams. Yep. Whereas Oakley showed grit. They didn't come from a point of zero to then being good. They came from like minus five to being like very yep. good. So yep. I I don't know. And also look, it's harder I think to play football in in the peak of winter. You know, we saw Avondale drop off when the weather started getting shit. Yep. You know, and, and whereas Oakley, they got good when the, when the pitches started getting shit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, look, you can collect the stats because that sounds amazing, but I kind of want to get the information I'll let you do this stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, it, it, interesting one. Interesting thought that I just had. So, yeah. obviously, we could compare that in a little bit more detail, but I... Off what the do you think, like, what? team of the season, if you had to pick team of the season... I think team of the season, y- you couldn't really go past... Avondale, to be honest. So you're about to say Kingston then? I nah, like, nah, no, no, I was going to say, I, I, think, I think it's hard to go past Avondale because like, if you're simply If they looking, get silverware as well this weekend, then yeah. yeah. And like, you know, again, if you look at the stats, Avondale have lost fewer games than Oakley. Avondale have lost the fewest games in the Scored league. more goals, so, like everything. Yeah. You know, so like they've got team of the year, I reckon's in their favour, but best run throughout the course of the year, I reckon Oakley. Because yeah. to be able to bounce back from five or so games without winning and then just tear through absolutely everyone. Mm. And they've got impressive wins in there. They beat Bentley... Very impressive wins. That's well, the thing. It's the nature of their wins that impresses me most. Well, they beat Bentley 3-0. They beat Avondale 4-3, the game we went to. Cracker. And, and so many teams, I reckon, oh, it would have been so easy for a team after being 3-1 up, conceding two goals in five minutes to then have it 3-3 three, three, to just go, oh, geez, we're really going to hang on here. But then to actually go on and win it. Anyway. I think they could do a lot of damage going finals times. Anyway, we've got... Weirdly, we've only got three games to go through this week, but it's it's going to take us like quite a bit of time because these are big games. Look, yep. I'm going to jump straight into the next big one, which was um, the Doherty Cup final. Yes. Something that we didn't preview last week because we no. are still pretty shit at this, everyone. Yep. <laughs> um, and we kind of do rely on the... Um, NPL Victoria sort of fixture list website to give us the, the rundown and then, you know, two hours after recording we see, like, ads for Doherty Cup final this weekend and we're like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, we look like and, idiots. And part of the problem with the Doherty Cup is it sort of got lost in the overall realm of everything football happening yes, at the moment. Like you know, like, like, Premier League, you have the FFA Cup, we yeah, had, like, well, a lot. Well, and the FFA Cup is bigger than the Doherty Cup, so, like, you know, we're talking... <sighs> oh, oh I mean, fuck, it is. is it, Branson? Oh, mate... Well, the Doherty Cup We are is... a Football Victoria podcast. Well, I meant in terms of spectacle, not in terms of stature, because the Doherty Cup, 110 years old. 110. Exactly. That's what I mean. FFA, FFA, the Cup's FFA Cup. Four. Yeah. Is it? Four? Three? Well, there was a... Yeah. Anyway. Well, let's not act like we really know. Anyway, really. so the Doherty Cup was on. Yeah. And, and there was to, there was a result. It. Yeah, I got to watch it in the background. So I had a friend over who has absolutely no interest in football in Victoria, so it was very hard for me to be like, oh, I'm just going to put this like insanely important game on in the background because she didn't really care about it, but um, I quite liked, I liked the event, I liked the spectacle, I like it being at a neutral ground, probably not the ground, and I like afterwards they announced that the next final was in Ballarat, so they're trying to make the Doherty Cup something that they can probably better engage with more regional parts of Victoria, which I am all for, I will 100% 
travel to um, travel to the final next year because I think Ballarat's a good little away trip for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who knows? Could even be Avondale in the Cup next year. But um, yeah, look, it was a good game. Um, Knights versus Hume City. So head to head, Knights have won a lot more silverware. Hume have won none. <laughs> so yep, you know, great breakdown. Yeah, thanks. But Knights have won. Um, I think maybe like four or five times the Doherty Cup. And then they've won the Australian-Croatian Championship like seven times or something. Like they've got silverware in their veins. A couple of NSLs in there or whatever. Yep. So they're quite good. Um, but on paper, we know Knights have had a hard week. We know Knights have had a poor season, you know, outside of the Cups. Um, and Hume won this one 1-0. Decided by a James Brown goal. A Harmes Brown goal, you might call it, after I this. I think I'd call it more than a goal. I think I'd call it a Galazzo. Galazzo. Galazzo from Harmes Brown. I would call it a Harmes Brown shoe rocket. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. Not it? bad. It was a no, peach. but genuinely, it was a beautiful goal. So, ball comes in from the left of midfield. Um, James Brown has it, gets himself maybe a yard of space, 25 yards out on the angle. It is a... It's hit with conviction. It's a curling shot. Goes past the goalkeeper, sails into the far corner of the net. Absolutely beautiful. If you're going to win a cup final with a goal, that's the goal that you want to win it with. Um yep. The game went on... Look, actually, over the course of play, Hume City probably dominated. I remember Knights having a shit ton of corners, though. So Knights had, like, a lot of corners, but they just never really looked like scoring. Yeah, Um, threatening but not dangerous. Yeah, and then I think of the shots, most of them came from Hume anyway. So of the guilt edge chances, yes, I think Hume definitely probably deserved to win this one. Um, And look, it was really good scenes. Um, I really liked the... The Hume City support. We'll get onto it a little bit later on the things that we yeah, like. Huge, but huge looking section. Good turnout, and they all got around it. I think where you were saying before that this this t- finishing top of the league means a lot to Avondale. I think winning this cup meant a lot to Hume City, and you can oh. definitely see it in their performance. Um, and look, they've just got a team that I think deserves some silverware this year. And you know, again, we'll get to the FFA Cup later on, but it's like they're doing well in cups now. It's a really weird one where they're still in the FFA Cup. It was Knights. And Hume in this game, of course. Knights and Hume were in the last round of the FFA Cup. And Knights have been knocked out of both of their game, both of the Cups. Hume are through both of the Cups. Yeah. You know, like, they're, yeah. they're turning yeah. into a very good... Yeah, interesting juxtaposition of, of Cup fortune. And and you mentioned how big this win is for Hume. The big thing... Well, it's the first time they've won silverware in, in their history. Since the 2011 Emirates Cup. No, that's not true. Yeah. What is it? What's the Emirates Cup? So Emirates Cup is famously the cup that Arsenal set up as a pre-season trophy so that they could actually win silverware. Right, and so is it a trophy of every team who's sponsored by Emirates? No, it's... so. I, I'm, I'm going on the Wikipedia page now. So, uh, no, I don't want that. I want the Emirates Cup. Uh, yeah, no, I can go on the Hume one because it's been updated. This trophy was Hume's first Doherty Cup win and the first piece of major silverware in the club's history since the no. 2011... Emirates Cup. It does not say that. And I don't understand <laughs> why you're adding that in. I'm just genuinely, just genuinely, you, genuinely confused. I'm like, what do you mean? Is this what? What? You're like, so you don't know what the Emirates Cup is? No, I got no idea Emirates what the Emirates Cup, Cup is. The Emirates Cup is a pre-season Cup that Arsenal created so they could win silverware. Yep. And then one year they famously finished like third in it. And it was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> it's like, you create a cup, you win that cup. And yep. they created it, lost it. Brutal. Yeah. Uh, but Hume, let's talk about Hume. Because another thing that has 
sort of flown under the radar this year is is the year they're having. So, like you mentioned, that great cup success. There are lock in for the finals as well. So, generally yeah. speaking, it's been quite quite a good year for Hume. They've got some good good upsets in there. They've got they've performed well against good teams. They've probably lacked consistency week in week out at times, but. Yeah. James Brown is an absolutely excellent footballer. Um, yeah, absolutely. He's right up there in the golden boot. Yeah. Uh, who else have we got in there? Uh, Urson Kaya. We've spoken about Urson Kaya a lot. You know, he's definitely one of their better sort of attacking players. Um, they're just... I think they're one of those teams where we've never seen them string together something like... Not, uh, not that an Oakley run is a normal thing, but we've never seen them string together three wins in a row or four wins in a row. You know, they kind of go win, loss, draw, win, win, loss, draw, mm-hmm. draw, draw, win. And it's like, well, you know, they probably could be in the pointy end if they just changed a couple of those to wins. But sick club um, on the up. I'm really excited for them going into the finals because I don't think they're going to be a pushover. I'm now starting to think of anyone in the finals if they are a pushover. Well, not really. Maybe the... Avondale if Knights make it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Come finals time, like the fi- the top six in the finals is 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 pretty loaded. Where you've got Avondale, Heidelberg, Bentley, Green Gully, Oakley, and Hume. So mm. obviously, as the finals come around, we're going to do a finals preview. So oh, stay awake for that one. Friends. Yeah. So like, we won't get too much into it. But of, I mean, the top six are all really good. They are really good. I but, mean, we shouldn't we shouldn't be surprised. But no, no. in the A League, you definitely get finals where it's like, oh, you're making up the numbers. Yes, like a hundred percent. Yeah, you well, get more like Melbourne than, City. Well, more than fifty percent of the league make the finals, which yeah. is outrageous. Yeah, it's but, a shit league. Yeah, um, put it in the bin. Anyway, um, Hume, we can lord them and speak favorably of them. Yep. Um, Congratulations, Hume. Knights. Yeah. Now, let's jump into the next game. So I've got a question for you. But we'll go to the next game. Knights versus Adelaide. I went on Wednesday night with four mates who had never been to NPL Victoria before. And they loved it. Has to be said, regardless of the result, the show that the Knights put on was excellent. The pitch looked amazing. Um, The crowd was pumping. It was a good atmosphere. At no point was it um, getting ridiculous. Did it feel like the old NSL days or anything? Not that I know what the old NSL days feel like. but. I've read a couple of books, so, you know, I could kind of know what it could have yep. felt like. Yep. It felt really good. I thought they put on an excellent show. It is an absolute shame that the players could not represent the club on the pitch the way that they were representing themselves Ooh, off the pitch. That's an interesting thing to say. So tell me why you thought they didn't. So tell me about the game. So, I think So tell me what you thought hard, of it. It's hard for me to talk about. Look, obviously, uh, Knights, we know how they've been in the, in the league. And it's hard for me to isolate this game from their season because they have, all throughout the season, been lacklustre. They have been inconsistent and they've not lived up to, I think, their potential. And it just looks like they they weren't taking it seriously. And the thing they always had to fall back on was that they were giving it a solid run in the cup. Mm. So it was like they're focusing all of their attention in the cup. And, you know, falling short of Avondale, I got bored of watching them throughout the season. Because if they're playing against Avondale, yeah, great. They beat Avondale. It was really entertaining and they put a lot of fight and spirit into it. It's like, well, why can't you do that more often? And they had a perfect stage with which to play against, let's be honest, a very good team. Um, you know, FFA Cup champions. Round of 16, you, you probably don't want to draw the champions in the round of 16, round of 32. 16 or 32? 32. 32, yeah. So the round of 32, you don't want to draw a team like Adelaide United, but you draw it, and as a big club, you go, let's take these guys on, because they are get-addable. 
end of the day, we're just not really in the game, if I'm honest with you. And you, you got a goal down early on, obviously. There were some goals that sort of got them back in, but it was just the same things we've seen from Knights. Like, they lost 2-0 to Kingston the week before. Like, yeah. that's, for mine, that is the worst preparation going into a game. They should have beaten Kingston 4-0 and gone in with real confidence. But instead, they lose 2-0 because mm. they've got one eye on the cup. And it's like, no, take momentum into it. Um, so, Knights really upset me. Adelaide, a hard team to beat. Um, under new management, a lot of new talent coming through. Riley McGree was excellent. Um, there was a, another young kid for Adelaide United whose name escapes me. He looked really positive. So, I don't think there were going to be many teams on the night that were going to beat Adelaide. But it was the fact that Knights didn't look like they felt like they were going to beat Adelaide. See, Off the park, they felt like it, but not on the park. See, here's the thing, because I actually, I actually disagree. Oh, hello, here we go. I, I actually disagree relatively considerably. So, totally agree on the stuff you were saying about the the off-the-field stuff. And I think the great thing that the Knights did was just the way they sort of pumped this up. Yeah. was great. You know, there was posters all over the city. They were hamming it up all over on social even talking, media. When, even talking to the staff at the ground, the staff were excited. You know, if you go to a Melbourne City game, it's bloody Amy Park staff who are bored and getting paid, you know, minimum wage. Whereas you go to that, it's like... It's a family club. It's a very proud club, and the staff are excited. That rubs off on the well, supporters. And, and, and you could tell that the game felt special. And you know, I thought the club did a great job of of advertising, pumping it up. I thought they did a really good job of upping their facilities as well. I mean, you mentioned what they did to the pitch, uh, what they yeah. did, what, what yeah, they the did to the media, immaculate. to the media box, all that sort of stuff. They were ready to go for this spectacle, and I actually thought their team on the night were better. Than you did because I mean okay they, they they copped two goals the two goals that they copped earlier I thought they could have done better on they were disappointing goals to concede but I did think that they looked reasonably exciting when they were attacking they were they, they were creating chances a what I thought again Award, again he was outstanding yes so I, I thought, was talking to mates I was like the players to watch for were Award and. Um, it's not Svitkovic. Well, Hamish Watson was good. I, I thought going forward, he had a couple of, a couple of chances. Uh, Paul Izzo, I thought, made some good saves. Paul I mean, Izzo made some sick saves. I mean, let's they, be I mean, they were probably saves that you would expect an A League caliber keeper to make. But, yeah, but I he thought was a good keeper. I thought I, I didn't think the Knights were really necessarily in it, but I thought they, I thought they did relatively well. In 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 my opinion, I thought they sort of showed their hand. I thought they just got beaten by a better team and like you know defensively those first two goals when you play a league opposition they're going to punish you and 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 that's sort of what happened and then you know i think the, the goals probably, late yeah. that blew it out to five two it was it was over midway through the second half i mean the knights did well to sort of get some consolation goals and they gave up some My non-consolation thing is, if, goals if they, had, but, if they had in the league shown a little bit of grit to the point where adelaide united wouldn't score five goals against them you, like, defensively, they were not strong. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, yeah. Awad yeah. was really good going forward, and I had friends talking to me, and I was like, this is the player that you should watch out for, because I've spoken about him on the podcast before. I think he is super exciting. I think he's a really good footballer. And, you know, he did some nifty stuff in midfield. He was, like, nutmegging players. He was turning on the spot, making, you know, defenders look stupid. But it was the defensive structure, and, and it was just their ability to not concede five goals that I think is what really yeah. let them down. Yeah, I, I think they just got beaten by a better team. On the night, and I think that showed that Adelaide were better personally. If yeah, I, they if, were always going to have struggles getting yeah, through Adelaide. Yeah, and if and if I'm the Knights, I reckon I would be more concerned with the Doherty Cup loss. Yeah, like, yeah like, definitely. Like, yeah. like you know, beating Adelaide always going to be tough, 
Uh, I thought they put in a decent showing, but I thought that, you know, okay, we've just suffered that one. Let's bounce back. Let's maybe try to get it done against Hume. That's what I reckon they would be more disappointed about. Yes, they will be. And, you know, it was a very hard week for Knights. So we spoke about yep. it for Knights. Uh, Hume City got through the FFA Cup and also won the Doherty Cup. Knights, on the other hand, bailed out at home, um, admittedly, to a very good Adelaide team. But that's really upsetting for them because I think everyone probably wanted to see them go far in the FFA Cup. It's just a bit yeah, of a shame. Oh, for sure. It's for weird sure. because before the game, we're going, how good is it that they've drawn Adelaide? Because yep. it means that if they beat them, they have got a really big scalp under their, yep. um, you know, with their name against it. But in hindsight, it would have been a lot better if maybe they'd drawn someone a little bit shitter so oh, they could get imagine, through. Imagine if they'd got Sydney United. Oh, it just would have been so, like, Marconi <laughs> Stallions. Oh, that would have been... That would... Bran likes that fixture, everyone. Ooh. We know when that sound effect comes yeah. out that you like it. Um, so, so, look, got, really hard question, week for though. Knights. Really hard week for Knights. Um, but I wanted to sort of ask you the question of, after this being knocked out of two cups and everything, we said it a couple of weeks ago of, you know, do we define them based on their cup runs? Bran. Yep. Do the Knights deserve anything out of this season? I think yes. I, I think yes. I think overall, it, as you said, disappointing week, disappointing season in the league as well. Sort of a, a year of what, of what could have been. You know, drawing an A-League team in the FFA Cup is kind of a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because you get, you know, big crowd, big media attention. You're probably going to get a good, and, good TV audience Yeah, as well. absolutely. Uh so that's huge but then you know it's a curse because you come up against a really tough opposition yes who is going to be tricky to beat I've always said that it's a good one to play because they're in a pre-season you're midway through your season but the annoying thing is that mid-season form of Knights is like well they might as well be pre-season but it's later than mid-season as well so like you know you're extra fatigue you've got extra injuries and let's not forget the Knights had a coaching change they've got a play sorry pardon me they've got a playing coach at the moment whether that's a factor, I mean, who knows? Yeah, they actually have a playing coach. Yeah. That is sick. A playing manager. I think it's Fitkovic is the playing Fitkovic. manager. Yeah. That is so good. Pretty sure. So, like, you know, whether that's a, a factor, you know, the idea of oh, a part-time... That should, that should spur on the team. Oh, but a part-time manager taking on a fully professional team? Did you hear that great one where it was, uh, I think it was in, it was somewhere in Eastern Europe, and the team was losing, like, 8-0... And the player manager bought himself on and scored like nine goals and like, <sighs> like nine eight. It was just ridiculous. What a goal! It was great. What a story! It was like that fourth division or something. <laughs> um, um, so just going back to this one. So I think the Knights. I think the main thing that they can take away from this season is relative on-field success. You know, positive signs on-field. But the main thing I reckon is off the field. It sort of put them back on the map. Yeah. So yep. the FFA Cup, because, you know, we saw it during the week, there's articles in the Herald Sun, there's articles on Football Daily Oz of, like, you know, the Knights are back, Craig, uh, not Craig Foster, uh, Robbie Mark Slater. Paducah. No, Robbie, <laughs> Robbie Slater, I think, or Simon Hill. Someone wrote a piece. telling the story. Uh, some, I think, no, I think it was Simon Hill. I think he wrote a piece on the Knights, you know, uh, as well, talking about, you know, like the glory days and back in the NSL. So it sort of did a lot to sort of put them back on the map and I think reinvigorate that club and that fan base a little bit, get them excited again, you know? I think it's a, a weird one. A little bit more. I so think it's a weird one where for them to have the conversation in four years' time about joining either a expanded first mm-hmm. division or like being a very big figurehead founding member of a second division, for them to have that conversation, probably the first conversation was the preference. They have to 
do what they did this year. Yeah. And you know, they have to have poured money into the club to take this seriously on a national stage. They had to put on a great event. They had to have no issues. There was no flares. Now, there were some issues What's in the fans. Oh, I heard mixed... So you, so, you were at the game. So, I heard mixed reviews about oh, things going around on Twitter of a parent booing of a Serbian Adelaide player. And, and you know, a couple of people now, reported and a lot of people turned it down. So Booing, booing of a player, I'm t- super okay with. Yeah. Now, if you're yelling, and you out, were there. Like, you yeah, were there. I was there. I was fine with the behaviour, but there were definitely things that I heard that were of an NSL ilk, right? Of, of like singling out people for their like heritage is one. Yeah. So singling out players for heritage. Now, I get that there's going to be shades of that. Yeah. But what there isn't going to be is skin color. Yeah. And so I didn't hear any like you know racism for skin color, which mm-hmm. you know. That kind of grates me a little bit more than if you're like sort of you know just like stating that someone's a Serb or something. That's that's more often than not what I hear at games. Is they're just like you know they miss a shot, they're like, oh, you must be a Serb or something. And I'm like, it's probably not great, but it's not as bad as I think. Like flat out racism mm. based on someone's color and and calling that out across a pitch. Yeah, you know that's I've got like a very hard and fast rule on that. Whereas yeah. maybe a little bit grey on some of it. No, no. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I didn't see any bad behaviour. Look, there was I think there was one flare. It was actually quite hilarious. There was one flare on the night, and when it got taken away, the guy put it in the bucket by yeah. the sideline, yeah. and there was obviously like he obviously didn't put it in the sand in the bucket. He yeah. just placed it on the sand in the bucket. Yeah. So and just... so it melted through the bucket and then kept like going <laughs> off. And I'm like, yeah, great, brilliant work. So just just backtracking. A little bit here. One final note that I sort of wanted to say about the Knights. I reckon to tell whether or not this year was a success for me, a lot of it will depend on how they go next year. So I think the media attention and, and build on it correctly. exactly. Yeah, so I think cool. so. I think the media attention and sort of like the hype and it sort of reinvigorated the club a little bit. That fan base they got to showcase themselves yeah. again on the national stage, which is obviously where they want to be. So whether or not they can carry that on next year, whether that's into recruits, whether that's, you know, more fans at games or more on-field success. I reckon if they can build next year and what they have this year, then they'd be fine with it. But I reckon if they have a mediocre year Maybe next year, yeah. then Maybe it's sort that's... of a wasted opportunity to build on that, that momentum, I think, but... No, I'd agree with that. And I think maybe that's why they've stuck with player-manager for the second half of the season. Maybe they've got a four- to five-year plan. And this year... Well, they do. They do. They've said yeah, that they want second yeah. division, yeah. And so maybe this year, it's they don't need to replace a manager immediately because they've. it still keeps them within their five-year plan. Yeah. Maybe they're interviewing now for the next season, so yeah. they're getting, you know, and, and who knows? Maybe and, that's... And we saw before the FFA Cup that they were in talks with a whole range of former Croatia internationals. Yeah. To, to try to bring them out for the FFA Cup. So that clearly, if nothing else, signals their intention... Yeah. Um, now, Bran, let's jump on to some more stuff. I think we should stick with FFA Cup. We were going to go through the sort of relegation stuff, but we've actually yeah. run really long. How much have we had three games? We've gone for like 40 minutes. Yeah, in the relegation battle, we sort of touched on that later. And, of course, we can touch on it next week as well. So I'm happy to skip that. Cause Good man. There were other FFA Cup results. So there were, It was going to be a boring one because it's always the part of the FFA Cup where there's one night where there's just A-League teams playing against A-League teams. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, the results we had were, obviously we're going through Melbourne Knights to Adelaide United 5. Um, probably one of the big games here was Brisbane Strikers taking on Wellington Phoenix. Uh, that was one of the non-All-A-League ties. And 
Brisbane Strikers going through four to on penalties. Yeah, absolutely bottled at Wellington. Did yeah, crazy. Well, it was. Well, Brisbane were up 2-0. Wellington did relatively well, I mean, all things considered, to come back from 2 They even had a missed down. penalty in, yeah, they in did. Yep. legit time there. Yeah, yeah, and then Brisbane strikers, to their credit, were able to hang on, uh, created chances in extra time, so had an eye on this one as well. And then 4-2 penalties, they didn't miss a penalty. So, bang, there you go. Uh, the other results, though, the victory lost to Newcastle 3 This two. was an insane game. There were some absolute galazzos in yeah, this well, one. Yeah, and I think, again, the victory were up 2-0 again, I believe. They were up 2-0. Then, then two, two had scored two goals. Yep. Then there was 2-2. Two, two. That took Went it to, to extra, extra time. time. And yep. then there was a winner in... I think it was about 113th of yeah. minute or something. Yeah. But oh, really good goals in this game. There were goals from distance. There were, you know, I loved it. I thought it was a sick game. Yeah, and like if if it's always the FFA Cup's always so hard for the A League teams, I reckon, because like their first competitive game, you don't really like Kurtz's first competitive game. He doesn't really necessarily know what he's going to do. You would think teams are still making also, signings. You got to remember, Kurtz is the manager who won it last year. Yeah, as well, but, you know? but like you know, teams aren't fully developed. You know, aren't fully informed. Still developing. Uh, sorry, like shaping squads. Yeah, I mean, Melbourne Victory are underdeveloped and well, have been since conception, but. But then, you know, you roll out and you're playing this cup game and you're eliminated. So I think for the A-League teams, it's quite tough. Uh, but, you know, it could potentially be a, be a bit of a sign that, yeah, you know, always, things it was aren't going to be... It was good to see New Jets get a, get a big win over them because, you know, obviously that grand final a couple of years back that was just a robbery. Yeah. Um, so yeah. kind of good to see that. Yeah. That sort of, I think, storyline fueled a little yeah. bit more. Um, the next two were quite surprising as well. Brisbane 2, Sydney FC 0, and Western Sydney 2, Perth Glory 1. Brisbane Raw winning 2-0 against Sydney FC. Robbie Fowler's first game in charge. Yep. That is huge. Mm. That is a very... Because we know Sydney FC are good. Yeah, but, see, and, but this is what I mean. Like This is why it's so hard to sort of judge the A-League on one game, because it's almost a pre-season game. Well, it is a pre-season game. Okay, so that's why before when I was sort of saying that I hate the all-A-League ties, is because that's exactly what they are. They're fucking... And the worst example of that was Perth Glory Western Sydney, where that came to life late on Granted, but for about 70-odd, 80 minutes of that game, I was like, if you've got two A-League teams playing out a nil-nil in the FFA Cup, round of 32, that's a pre-season friendly, and that's boring as batshit. And thankfully there were some goals laid in it and everything, but oh my god, it was just... There was a bit of me where I was like, if this is nil-nil and it goes to extra time, like, I don't want to watch this game ever yeah. again. Like, well, that's just boring. Well, the interesting, you know, we talk about the FFA Cup, we talk about cup sets, the teams, the top three teams from the A-League last year were all eliminated. Ah, nice. Perth, Sydney and the Victory all gone, so the top three. Ah. So, like, in terms of... And, even, and, even those A-League and, teams going yeah. going through, it's... Well, this it, is my thing. I would almost like to see all the A-League teams drawn against each other in the first round of 32 and knock out half of them. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, again, well, that's, like, what, that's what they what, do. That's, that is what they no, do. No, because Adelaide United played Melbourne Knights. Well, but the big draw card for the FFA Cup, though, is having those teams be able to host no, an A-League, A-League club. Teams, so, yeah, so, it's, it's so, like so, so they have to sort of balance it, you know? Yeah, but can't they cut out some of the... No, because... If you get them in early and an A League and a non A League team draws Central Coast Mariners, that's good because you want that as a non A League team to play Central Coast. Yeah, yeah. But I know they made it through this year, but they are pretty. It's shit. it's a bit of a fine line, and what they've done for the next round because we have the next round here, so we can read that out. Uh, 
we've got Brisbane Raw taking on Central Coast. Moreland Zebras taking on the Magpie Crusaders. Moreland Zebras. How about that? Yes. NPL 2. Yep. Kicking it off. Love yep. it. Uh, Adelaide Olympic not, taking... Not keen, apparently. Oh, no. I was going to read through them. Then we're going to double back. No way. Uh, Moreland Zebras. Well, I mean, great for them. Yeah. A chance to make the bloody quarterfinals. Be sick. Would be. And, and it's at home against yep. Magpie Crusaders, which I think are in... Vic- uh, NPL in, Queensland. In... Okay, yeah. But they're like third or fourth bottom. They've got a goal difference of minus 50. That's quite a lot. That is quite a lot. That's so, like... I mean, it's not Southern United territory, but it's... No, no, it's, no, but it's... It's, it's about de- 100 less than that. Well, but it's definitely in the realm. So, and again, another great chance for Moreland's Everest to go really deep in this one. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Adelaide Olympic taking on the Doherty Cup that champion, so Hume good. City. Oh, Adelaide uh, Olympic are playing pretty well at the moment, actually. They were quite good in there, I thought they'd cup time. Yep. Um, Brisbane Strikers taking on Manly. Um, Marconi Stallions versus Melbourne City. Now, Branson, you're keen for us to do a road oh, trip. potentially, yeah, depending on the... The Fuck. dates for these have not been confirmed, but that could be good fun. tell you the dates are going to be midweek, and we both work mm-hmm. during the week, mm-hmm. so it's probably not going to happen, but... Would be on. fun. Um, also, if I went to Marconi Stallions versus Melbourne City, I'd probably end up wanting Marconi Stallions to go through, so, you know. Yep. yep. Bit of a shit fan there. Yep. Um, Olympic FC versus Adelaide United. Um... They are away, so the champions, not champions, do we call them champions? Yeah. Uh, yeah, champions. No, you call them cup holders. The current holders. Cup holders? It's what you call something in your fucking car, mate. No. Oh, you call them the holders. Of a cup? Yeah. So, like, the thing in your or car. Or the title holder. No. <laughs> um, the moving on, anyway. Uh, anyway. Uh, t- tweet us as to what you would call that. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've then got Edgeworth Eagles taking on Newcastle Jets. And a big one. This is, no doubt, match of the round. Sydney United hosting Western Sydney. Amazing fixture. I don't care if it's rigged. If it's rigged and it brings out fixtures like that, I'm very happy with it. Yeah, now that's going to be very tasty. How good would it be if the Marconi Stallions Melbourne City game was on like a Wednesday, Tuesday night? No, they're all on Wednesdays. God damn it. All on Wednesdays. We could have done a two-nighter in Sydney. Yeah, that would have been fun. We'll have to do a two-weeker. Shit. Well, well te- technically one week. We could be do the one podcast week. from anywhere, yeah. can't we, really? In theory. Just a shitty hotel. Um, Bran, let's jump into WMPL. I don't know how we've managed to go the longest we've ever gone in this section with only three games, well, the but go on. WMPL is a quick one because it was catch-up round, so one game on Heidelberg United versus South Melbourne, and it got washed out. So... Uh, <laughs> The catch-up game, washed out, absolute classic. So that's, they just call uh, it like a 3-3 three, three draw or something? I don't know. I think that's when they go, well, crap. And But that <laughs> game that, that, that game's a big game because it mm. potentially decides who finishes fourth. So yes. they're going to have to play it eventually, you'd think, because it has serious... doors. <laughs> what a seri- <laughs> well, yes, it has uh, serious implications. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was a bumper part one. We went in-depth in a lot of games there. Join us back in a couple of moments where we will go through part two, the shittier, lighter side of football, I reckon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part two of episode 27 of the Semi Pro Potty. We are going to loosen the belt, sit back, relax, and go through some of the more fun things that happen in the world of football throughout the week. We kick it off every week with that so semi professional, highlighting some of the really basic things that happen in the world. Brand, do you want to kick us off, mate? 
Yeah, so we saw a couple of... Well, one thing that I saw, we were talking about the FFA Cup before Wellington Phoenix crushing out of the Cup to the mighty Brisbane Strikers. One thing that I thought was rather semi-professional, David Ball, Wellington Phoenix player, missed a penalty in uh, regulation time. Oh, sorry, by regulation, I mean in extra time. Mm. But before the penalty shootout, missed a penalty... So, obviously, that's quite devastating. And then took another penalty in the shootout and missed that as well. Yeah, he had a so, man. So, in terms of that, you know, two penalties in extra time and the penalty shootout and you miss both, you go, well, that's uh, that's a bit semi-professional, I thought. Bit crap. Yeah, bit crap. I, you'd just feel bad, wouldn't you? Like, there's, there's, definitely oh, yeah. Players yeah. Who, there's definitely players who miss penalties and I don't have any sympathy for them, but missing two in a game that you end up getting knocked out in, yeah, that's brutal. That's pretty hard. That's tough. Like, and and then you've got to get on a flight with your your teammates as well. Yes. So you can't just go home and go to your girlfriend like, oh, hey, I've I've kind of, honey, I've kind of fucked this one up a bit. You've got to then sit on the plane with them, and yeah. they're just like, no. Nah, well, it's like not. Uh, yeah, like he missed what is arguably the easiest opportunity for. Well, maybe not the easiest, but like the it's, the likelihood of of the penalty taker scoring is quite high and he's bottled it twice and it's cost his team twice. Mm. Yeah. It's not great. No, it's, it's not. It's really not good. It's not. Um, things that are staying professional, Perth, Western Sydney, I kind of touched on this, that's a pre-season friendly that was fucking boring. <laughs> I'm really glad that that game's over. Yeah. Um, sorry for anyone who had to watch that. Um, something that I thought was very semi-professional, I'm not sure if it's a bad thing or a good thing, I think it's kind of by and large a good thing. Yeah. Just but fits within the theme well. It does. So the duck that was at the Knights game. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's a duck. So the the thing that I love about it is I got an image of it and I sent it out and it was, I think it's the most FFA Cup thing of all because in the background you've got the newly renovated commentators stand. Yeah. And you've got the active support for Melbourne Knights. So that's a good thing, you know. That's the Knights moving forward as a, as a club. Yeah. And then you've got this this knockout cup competition in Australia in the sort of middle ground, which is the pitch, and the players running around. You've got the FFA Cup champions there, and you've got Melbourne Knights, and it's it's painting a really rich picture. And then you've got a duck in a Croatia jersey on a, <laughs> like, primary school chair from the late 90s. You know how they were that kind of yeah, shitty chair, the yeah, plastic yeah, yeah, and metal yeah. frame chair yeah, on me. top of a bin? Took me a second to visualise that. Yeah, but I'm like, that is a rich tapestry of Australian football right there. Yep. And I love it. And uh, so, yeah, it was a duck in a Croatian jersey. And, you know, I, I just love it. Uh, obviously, people are called, like, Mark Vidaka, which is quite good. Well, but... uh, apparently, its name is Kropatak. Yes. So, I don't know what that means. I'm know... assuming Kro is Croatia, and Patak means duck in Croatian. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. Um, there was also another ripper quote that came out from the guy who owns the duck, who said, I had a previous one that was much smarter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this I, is so good. Cool. Yeah, so he said, I had a previous one that was much smarter. He was like Elvis Presley. This one is still smart, but not as clever as the last one. And you're just like, well, this is... Fucking duck is just throwing on And you just, you just go, amazing, great. Um, duck in Croatian is Patka. So... Yep, so... Same, same, but different, I guess. I maybe. maybe, I don't know. Also, Magic of the Duck as a hashtag is pretty good. Yes. Um, so, that was pretty good. 
Um, I just think it was cute. And look, to be honest with you, I don't, I'm not a family man. I don't have kids. I don't really ever want to have kids. But, you know, I think the A-League's pretty sterile. And there were fucking a whole bunch of kids lining up to pat a freaking duck in a Croatian jersey. There was, oh my God, there was another thing that I saw that anyone who follows me on Instagram, at Chambershire, will send an amazing story where there was a dude wearing a Croatian water polo top. Yeah. Like, helmet. Yeah. And I was like... Well, I, I had the caption was like, when you've got to play like water polo <laughs> for Croatia at six, but then watch the Knights in the cup at 7.30. Yeah, yeah. Because like, who just has that lying well, around? Well, see, here's the thing. So it's interesting you mentioned that. So at the World Cup, I went to the semi-final, so the Croatia versus England semi-final. Yep. Good game. And then went to the actual final, the Croatia-France final. Probably still a good game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... There were a whole bunch of Croatian fans at both of those games who were wearing Croatia water polo headgear. So, like, so I don't know why, but it's definitely like a thing. Like, and when I say a thing, there was definitely more than one Croatia fan. Like, there there was a bunch. I would say there would be. Is it particularly like a like a popular sport? I I don't know. Well, I would say there were more, far more Croatian fans wearing water polo helmets than there were like Aussie fans wearing like cork brim hats. Yeah. Like far, far more. So I don't know if it has the same kind of like uh, national symbolism or whatever, but it's, uh, again, I don't know why, but it certainly at least seemed to be a thing. But very So so one other thing that I got Can we get one? I don't Can know you buy where one? you would order them. Where do you order them? Like, I don't inter- know. Because I know where to get international soccer jerseys. Well, we could. Pro- I don't know where to get international well, there are, water polo There are caps. a bunch of Croatian clubs, so we could ask him, hey, Danny City. Yeah, do you by happen chance have like <laughs> any lying around? Or do, or do you have a hookup? So there was one one thing that I've not put in the run sheet. This is going to be a bit dicey, but stay with me. Yeah. Um. So obviously you know that I want to marry into a Croatian family yeah, or yeah. a Balkan family. You have mentioned that, yeah. So, we were at the game, and we were coming up with, what's Will's plan to marry into a Croatian family? Because charm and, you know, charisma alone is not going to do it. Yeah. So, I'm going to come up with a dating app, and we've called it Yugoslavia. Yep. Oh, he didn't laugh at it. No, I, I, no, I thought you were going, yeah, okay, yeah, good name, I you, get the pun. Yugoslavia. Yeah, yeah. I get it, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the tagline that we want to have for it is that, um, Yugoslavia broke up so you don't have to. Okay, yeah. I'm oh yank- my god, I- you just don't even like any of it. <laughs> I think it's an absolute shoo Ladies and gentlemen, please add us on Twitter if you think Yugoslavia is a good app. Yeah. Um, the whole idea is that it's a it's a Balkan dating app so you can meet other Balkans, yep, but they're going to be the only non-Balkan on there. So right. like, if anyone wants to not date someone from the Balkan region, then I'm the only option. So I'm kind of skewing it in my favour. Branson is just absolutely distracted at the moment by it. Is that special on ASOS? No, it isn't. Stop it's, it's, shopping it's, on the it's podcast, the, it, Branson. It's the FINA World Men's Junior Water Polo Championships. Can f- confirm that in 2017, Croatia won silver? And the final was in Belgrade? Yeah. Well, no, oh, no I don't know. That was just the final ranking. So, in Belgrade? Yeah. yeah, so Croatia finished second in the under-20s. So, I mean, I don't know. Why are you looking at the under-20s, you pedo? No, I just googled Croatia water polo ranking, and that was the first thing that came up mm. on the FINA official website. So, yeah, uh, okay. So, maybe maybe Croatia really good. Who knows? Um, um, so, professional, I've got one last one. Yeah. The All Blacks. Yeah. Which sucked did in. Did not think that was going to happen. Sucked in. My mate messaged me. It was like, Bledisloe's on. So, I'm like, fuck, I used to be so keen for Bledisloe. I'm going to put this on. And, oh, my God, it has to be said... 
Steamrolled them. Perth? Who are they? Yeah. Perth. Yeah. Let's talk about Perth. Yeah. Because we don't talk about it enough. Yeah. But yep. they had a Super 14 franchise, Super Rugby franchise. Mm-hmm. They got it taken away. Yeah. They're very far from everything. They sold out Optus Stadium for a shitty Wallabies team versus an excellent All Blacks team. Yep. And... The, what are you reading now? You pay I keep talking. no attention to this. I'm reading the Croatia Water Polo Wikipedia God, page. God. Um, keep talking. Okay, so Perth. We're talking yeah. about Perth. Yeah. Focus. I'm yeah. going to delete that. No, that's fine. Okay, so Perth sold out that Optus Stadium. There yeah. were fans in the stadium for 30 minutes after. It's half the stadium was still full 30 minutes after. Mm-hmm. Huge. That is bucking the absolute trend of every single major sporting thing that we're seeing, I think, on the East Coast, where... They're like, oh, we're getting less crowd numbers. Crowds aren't engaged. Yep. Perth, absolutely, hats off to you. Did an absolute number over there. Very impressed by that. Well, it was the, the first time a Bledisloe game had ever been in yep. Perth. So that was that was really good. Yep. Obviously, excellent sign. Uh, whilst we're touching on other codes that are very semi-professional as well, uh, AFL, I go for North Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on Saturday, after spending my Friday night freezing at the Heidelberg Oakley game, went down to Geelong to watch North Melbourne take on Geelong and North Melbourne lost, which was sad because I was going for them. And then they also... <laughs> thank you for, thank they you for kicked, adding that little yeah, bit of information there. Well, they kicked one goal the entire game oh, and they boring. kicked their lowest ever total score of 14 points. I was sitting there going, bloody hell, I'm so glad that I decided to drive down and pay money to watch my team kick the lowest ever score in a 150-year history. It's one of those ones where you think that I've often thought of it as clubs. I like the stories where clubs offer refunds for tickets. Mm. That's a candidate. I don't... That's a candidate for it. I had not anticipated going to an AFL game this year and seeing one of the teams kick fewer goals than like... Oh, sorry, score then, fewer goals than like, I don't know, Kingston. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. Or, or, yeah. or, or, or like... Danny there are Thunder. golfers There are golfers who have got higher scores than, yes. than North Melbourne. Did. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and NPL teams who have scored more goals in a game than North Melbourne. Yes. So I just want to quickly touch on that one. Uh, another semi-professional thing that I saw, uh, this was a strange one. It was on, I believe it was on Western United's Instagram page. So they tried to do a bit of a promo for an article that was in the Geelong Advertiser on the weekend, so they'd taken a screenshot or a photo of the, of the front page and uploaded it to their story. And while doing that, they'd added, you know, hashtags, emojis, that sort of stuff. One of the emojis they added was, you know, the finger pointing one, which pointed to, like, the story or whatever. Yeah. And then they tried to add another finger pointing one pointing to the name of the Geelong advertiser but what they did was accidentally hit the wrong emoji so rather than being you know the index finger pointing towards the title yep. it the was yep. it was a big fat middle finger oh fuck yeah. right. <laughs> right. just just on their Instagram account and you go uh, that's uh, probably not <laughs> the emoji they wanted to include in that uh, great to see Western United in their early formative stages of like four yeah. age of the world just, just going the A-League route and just kind of being a bit shit at it that's the classic where you you'd post that and then you'd look back on it and you'd see it you'd go, ah, shit. Now, on the topic of things that are pretty shit, Branson, yep. my new favourite segment of the show. Fuck. Yeah, I'm nervous. Yep. Will picks on brand. Yep. We'll probably give it a good name. We should give it a jingle. Yeah, that'd be good. I'm sure we could create We're one. We're liking jingles, You could probably we? buy one online for like um, $2 or something. 
Put it on Fiverr? Yeah, yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, um, yeah. Bran. So what we do is, Branson's in no movies. Branson yeah. is essentially a hermit of pop culture. So we're gonna we're gonna say a name of a movie, and yeah. if Bran has not seen it, he has to tell us what it was. Now, my favorite one last week was when you got Goldeneye, and you said Goldeneye <laughs> was about a philanthropic art dealer who yeah. had an eye patch and would use his take off his eye patch and use his golden eye to evaluate art and see whether or not it was fake. Yeah. And then, and then he would collect all of this art and then open it to the public yeah. because art is for the public. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Not, Give it back not, to the people. Robin Hood style of the art curation yeah, world. Not not really what the actual film about, which is a lot simpler of a massive satellite that could destroy the world and is taken by another agent. So Yeah, fair call. Um, so, Bran, yeah. have you seen a movie called 10 Things I Hate About You? Nah. Great. <laughs> Fucking yes. We're in for a treat then. Now, what do you reckon 10 Things I Hate About You is about? Okay, so this is tricky because the title <laughs> is obviously very self-explanatory. It's, so, very, it's very literal. It's a yeah, very literal okay, so here's, title. So here's what I imagine, and I haven't seen this, so here's what I think it would be. I imagine it's a bit of a romance. Oh yeah, yeah so got the right of, genre. I'll give you right, that. You so got the right so genre. here's here's what I'm thinking. It's a romance film. It's uh, a woman who's like the main character of the film, and what she does is she wants to break up with her long term partner. So what she does is compile a list of ten things she hates about her partner. Right, ten reasons why she wants to break up. And then when she finishes number ten, she actually realizes that she loves him, and they get married. Actually, fucking really instant. I actually watched that. <laughs> is is that close? No, not at all. Oh no! no so so sort of th- far no, off. So I'm sort of thinking like ten things. You're like, oh, you know, I really hate how he's always late, or how he never prioritizes me, or all this sort of stuff. And in the progress of sort of going through those ten things that they hate, she actually realizes why she loves him, or, yeah. or and then then realizes that she actually doesn't want to break up with him, and they live happily ever after. So it's not really. So okay. There's there's a bit of that to it, like it's a romance, so you've got that, but it's an absolute stellar cast. We're talking Heath Ledger, early days Heath Ledger. Yep. Don't know who Heath Ledger. No, is, I do. No, no, no. Okay, no. good. Yeah. Uh, Julia Stiles, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Um, I would say it's probably got one of the better movie soundtracks. Yep. Of its time. Um, great film. Just excellent Heath Ledger. That was the thing that made everyone in America love Heath Ledger. So what's, like, so what's it about? Oh, it's just a standard high school drama, boy meets girl, but, like, he's the cool kid, she's not. Then I think he goes on, like, a dare yeah. to, like, date her or something, yeah. and then in going on the dare, he actually does have feelings for her and stuff. And Okay. You know, she's a little bit cold and icy, and he's sort of is a little bit of a fuckboy. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, match not made in heaven. But... So mine sounds similar. Yours on, sounds better. If I'm on paper, yours sounds better. And I'm going to be honest. So, of in my film, the main male character will be played by Hugh Grant, mm, who I feel like. Old. Well, yeah. Well, what year was the film released? '99. So let's go yeah. back. So Hugh Grant, 20 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Fair call. Um, the other good thing about Hugh Grant, goes for Fulham. Oh, for fuck. All right. Maybe have you seen? Oh no, I'm going to save that one for another one. Okay. Yeah. Um, so one 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 that I did want to throw you was. Um, a movie that I think you may have seen. Yeah. Had you seen Green Street Hooligans? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, Excellent. There uh, we go. Uh, so you don't have to say what that one's about because you've guessed it. Yep, got it. Woo! Now we've got a little bit of time for Random Flag. Yep. 
A lot of pressure on Bran in this segment. <laughs> it's really good. Really fills my heart with joy. Yeah, all right. Okay, so random flag. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, that's a weird, that's a weird clue I've yeah, put in Yeah, you put a there. bloody weird one. For so- <laughs> the, the clue is a big old glass of tongue. And like, well, good thing I'm terrible at cryptic crosswords. Or so I, the country what? is the country is Liechtenstein. Liechtenstein. <laughs> you would lick the stein. But, it's not okay. Right. I well, far okay. And yeah. I couldn't put lick in there because you would have got it. Yeah. So I had to put tongue. Yeah, it's blue on the top. It's red on the bottom, and it's got a crown in the top left corner. Christ, has he got it? Yeah, I don't even bother looking it up. <laughs> That's the one where you have a shot from 30 yards and then you just don't even bother looking. You've already turned around to start celebrating. Yeah, you've done it. Well done. <laughs> See, it. Will picks on Bran, but Will also gives Bran, like, I guess, self-esteem fodder. After picking yeah, for it. this random thing that I'm quite good at. Um, this has been long. Let's plough through what we liked. Uh, yeah, what we did like was uh, I found out that we could get a train to Sydney. So the A-League fixtures were released. Yeah. And I reckon one of the first times we met was on a night train from yep. Moscow to Kazan. Yep. And where you can recreate a night train Ooh. from Melbourne to Sydney for Melbourne City versus uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. Yeah, statement. that'd be pretty baller. be pretty sick. And I reckon we take a bottle of vodka on there, maybe some caviar, yep. and just fucking live like yeah, kings. Yeah, great. Sure, that's legal. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> yeah, don't care. <laughs> Love it. Um, Next one for mine. I saw a rumour on Twitter this week. This is going to be lost on you, but Taika Waititi is yep. making a film about the Socceroos' 31-0 win against America Samoa. Yep, great. So Taika's a really good indie filmmaker. He did Hunt for the Wilder People, Boy. Um, he did a little bit of maybe Eagle vs. Shark as well. I've heard of none of them. Yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, he did the Thor Ragnarok film. Um, again, I've only heard of it. But oh, yeah, okay. shitting hell. Um, but anyway, he's a very funny filmmaker, and he's a Kiwi. Yep. So he is making a film probably more from the American Samoa side of being beaten 31 nil by Australia. Yes, so yep. that would be great. That would honestly be the first film that I can think of that would be made about Australian soccer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. Quite possibly. I was trying to think of other films. I'm like, gosh. I mean, the live stream for two and a half hours. So I mean, we'd probably call that. Worst person movie. to think. Um, things that I like uh, Premier League back in action. Always exciting. Uh,. Briefly touching on the Premier League Liverpool play. Did Liverpool beat a former Premier League champion on the weekend? Former Premier League champion? Not Premier League champion. Yeah, did they? No. No, because they're shit. Fulham did. Fuck yeah, we did. We beat Blackburn Rovers. 2-0, baby. 2-0. In the championship. We have now now beat more Premier League champions this season than Liverpool. (laughs) So Liverpool can just suck a fat one. I would have been so happy to have won the Community Shield. Yeah, but you didn't, did you? Yeah, Yeah, you didn't, did you? I knew. Only because of that fucking amazing goal. Well, there you go. We've also not lost to a Premier League champion. (laughs) Oh, we are just so... God, we're good. Um, I'm glad you're happy, Matt. Uh, another thing I liked, the new A-League ball. Saw a photo of it today. It looks Mate, a bit bloody snazzy and a bit bloody good. so good. I love a good a good ball design. Yep. That sounded a bit weird. Yep, yep. Uh, <laughs> love a good ball. Yep. Um, it's just one of, it's sort of like kit bag, but for balls, you know, so that's a bit exciting. It just, it's every time we say balls, it just now sounds funny. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, which makes it difficult. It's a good ball. I love I mean, the vessel that they're going to kick around on the A-League this year. <laughs> vessel? 
Perhaps. A vessel. Maybe like a sphere. It's a vessel of air? No, but I feel like a vessel needs to... Uh, yeah, okay. A vessel for air? I feel like a vessel needs to have an open end to it, though. What the... Like, you know... The little hole where the no, needle no, goes in doesn't count? The noodle. <laughs> the needle. <laughs> Fucking we're moving on. Um, one other thing that I liked. Um, Josh Parrish. Yeah. Uh, those of you familiar with NPL Victoria will know this man. Good man. FNR guy. Yep. He is... He's got an NPL food safari hashtag up and running. Mm, I'm very pro because, you know, my $15 meal deal challenge is my favourite thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to talk to Josh maybe about doing some collab stuff. I think what we should do is every Wikipedia page, we should augment with food options. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, Another thing that I like is... Avondale's radio thing tomorrow night. They're doing oh. a live event with FNR. Yes, they are. They are indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, come down. Where is it, Bram? It's at Bonehead Brewing. Oh, Bro- Bonehead Brewery. So the awkward thing is this podcast... Oh, no, we'll go up tomorrow morning, hopefully. So people yeah, may see it. Yeah. Yeah, Bonehead Brewing in Kensington tomorrow. Branson's going to be running it. <laughs> I'm going to be sitting in the crowd with Branson's girlfriend, probably picking on Branson. Yeah, so if accurate. you fancy... I mean... It's not so much if you fancy, fancy listening to the Avondale radio show live, it's more, do you fancy sitting in a crowd with me picking on Branson? Yeah, there is also, as you said, I'm running it, so there is zero guarantee that the show's actually going to be any good. So. Oh, I would back myself. No, I've, there is one segment that I am absolutely stoked for. I'm not going to put a spoiler alert for no, it out. No. All I can say is it is probably better than me picking on Branson about movies. Um, and only marginally worse than $15 meal deal challenge. Yeah, there you go. That sums it up nicely. Yeah. Um, Brand, do you want to finish off on this bit? Yeah. So one thing that I saw, I don't know when this was, but I saw a my what is my new favourite thread of uh, just general footballing shithousery came up on my Twitter right. feed. And I had a look at that. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is a bit bloody lovely. A uh, whole bunch of videos. We'll retweet it. So you can have a watch, have a look. The one that I liked, and again, no idea when this was. Uh, so a player, a substitute, substitution happened. Player comes onto the field. The player has notes written down on a piece of paper, probably from the manager or whatever. So he runs on the field with the notes, goes to give that to one of his teammates. Uh, his teammate grabs it, open it up, opens it up. Uh, as that's going on, though, one of the opposition players <laughs> sees it. So as the player opens it up to read it, the opposition player snatches it away, scrunches it up, and throws it away. Right. And, but the best part is, like, the player who was holding the note just sort of, like, turns around and looks and sort of, like, gestures to the referee and goes, hey, he took my thing. He took my note in class. <laughs> yeah, what like, hey. Yeah, so I saw that. I'm like, ah, oh, that's so good. Uh, another little one that I believe we both liked here was... Um, Bullshit. Will we ever agree on anything on this podcast? Well, the, I thought we both liked the flags at the Docking cup, cup final. Yeah, yeah, cup final and then the Croatian flag at the FFA Cup. So, you know, NCIP gone. Yep. So, we've started to see very early on that those national flags are, are, are starting to feature. and It's just stupid to not have it in there. Like, we know Melbourne Knights are a Croatian club. Like, it's just celebrate it, have it there, front and centre, more of it, you know. I'm glad that we're past... I'm not, I don't think we're fully past it yet, but I think we're at the sort of the dawn of a new era. Absolutely. For. Um, 
Ladies and gentlemen, that does us for part two. Bumper part two. Join us back very shortly where we will run through the upcoming games this weekend as we get to the pointy end of the NPL season. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to part three of episode 27 of the Semi-Pro Potty. We're going to run through the preview. On Friday night this week, we have got Pasco Vale versus Oakley. Brand, what have we got on the Saturday? Saturday, we have Green Gully taking on the Dandenong Thunder, Avondale versus Heidelberg, and Port Melbourne taking on the Bentley Greens. Oh, big day of football. Then Sunday, we've got two games. We've got Melbourne Knights taking on Hume. South Melbourne will host Altona. And then Monday night, my friend? Monday night, we got Kingston City taking on Dandenong City. Oof. So, Tasty. Some lovely games in there. Uh, the big one, I mean, match of the round, let's be honest, it's you can't go past... Kingston having, versus Dandy City. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, <laughs> can't, can I go past that one on a Monday night? <laughs> not at all. Uh, in all seriousness, Avenel Heidelberg. Like, it, the, the li- decider. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's going to be huge. Top two teams... Everything to play for. Huge, 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 huge match for Avondale. For Heidelberg, obviously a big chance for them. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's just going to be great. Going to be a great great way to, I think, decide the league because I do think Avondale will win this weekend. And therefore, I think it's going to be a very big celebration for everyone. It'll be at Avenger Park in Parkville on Saturday. I think it's a 2.45 kickoff. It's not a night one. Yep, so we're going to be there. We would encourage all NPL fans in general, if they can, to come along just because it's bound to be bound to be a good one yeah so. look if Avondale win it it'll be great if Heidelberg win it it'll, it'll be still be great, great. Yeah, yeah, so it's, yeah it's a win-win yeah. except for and, only one team will win or draw well and but then a draw sets up you know the final day of action like the title race coming down kick off yeah. on the same time on the final day yeah they do oh, I like so that like a lot. so that'll be great watching the games and the like glued to the football 24 so 7 what would your thoughts be on going to a pub and being like hey can we just no nah, probably an afl season it's not gonna happen is it no probably not but i, I, I like what you're thinking yeah. i like what, what you're if we thinking? just all brought around lots of tvs lots yeah, of chromecasts yeah um anyway moving on um wmpl yeah so i think we uh we've got a full round this week yep uh we've got southern united versus calder yep bayside versus geelong galaxy yep south melbourne versus box hill Alamein versus FC Bulleen Lions and Senior NTC versus Heidelberg. Uh, match of the round there is definitely Southern United versus Calder. Top v bottom. Yep, get the win Southern. Let's go. Yep. Imagine if they got a draw. Imagine if they scored. It'd be great. Imagine if they shipped less than 10 goals. Oof. Um, so many possibilities. <laughs> God, stay glued to your televisions, ladies and gentlemen. That is us done for the week. It's been a bumper week despite us having very little actual games to talk about. We only have three yeah. odd games to talk about, but... Big week of football. We absolutely love doing this. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to the pointy end of the season. Um, hit us up on Instagram, at SemiProPotty, uh, and Twitter, at SemiProPotty. I, myself, am at Chambershire. Branson, you are at Branson Gibson. Yep, you know it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a joy, a pleasure to talk about football with you. Thank you very much for listening to episode 27 of the Semi-Pro Potty. Woo!